What's good, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Five Mics. Husband, father, educator, writer, MC. The microphone gives me wings. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Idea Manhood podcast. Uh, This is my fifth season doing this. Each season, I've kind of like rebranded, shifted things a little bit, trying to see what works. In season four, I created this like template where in each episode, I had like, it was like four parts in each episode, right? Each episode, I was also trying to shrink and make smaller. So I just wanted 30 minutes, but I had four parts, which means like every minute, every section was like six and a half minutes. And it was too much. It was just, it was, it was the transitions in between sections. Well, I was just doing the most, you know. Um, but what's really worked for me this season is just jumping in and talking. Um, and making it short and sweet. If it's 20 minutes, cool. If it's 25 minutes, cool. If it's 45 minutes, cool, right? So this week, I'm really thinking about, I'm really thinking about fatherhood this week, like being a dad, right? Um, you know, husband, father, that's the second mic, you know, and five mics. And so uh, it's something that I think a lot about. Uh, it's something that I'm very intentional um, in doing. My approach is tactical. You know, uh, my approach is, you know, emotional as well. But my, you know, there's aspects of it where I'm very deliberate and, and very purposeful in my movements as a father um recognizing that i think every child needs a mother and a father or or needs two voices that aren't the same or voices that aren't the same maybe it's not two i'm not saying that single parents are at any disadvantage but i feel like for the development of a child having to decipher between two different energies, two different um, voices, actual voices, but then approaches to life, I think provide the child balance that the child needs to advance through life just differently, not necessarily better or worse. uh, But I feel like the more voices that are consistent in a child's life, you know, that are like foundational, uh, that, that that child just has a different approach. Long story short, Um, is that I believe that father's voices are important, um, are just as important as mom's voices. I know this is a very, you know, I guess they call it cisgendered. I don't really understand the whole cisgender thing, heteronormative. I don't know, right? I understand that, that I'm talking about a man and a woman or, you know, um, even with uh, gay couples, I, I feel like having two different opposing voices whether they're men or women is very important uh, for a child all that saying is my approach to fatherhood is intentional right Uh, I feel like men have to be a certain uh, there has to be a certain level of consistency in the way that we approach our parenting I feel it's a fine line between like um, you know I I feel like a, a man's a father's role is to provide, I think I've talked about this in a previous season, but like a pattern, right? Uh, I think there's some Latin connection, Latin language connection between like paternal, right? Paternal, uh, father pattern. Like there's something there about a father's energy being dependable, reliable, measured, consistent even 
Um, and that doesn't mean that men can't show energy or can't show emotion or can't get mad or sad or happy. But I feel that children are more um, even killed when the man in their life is more even killed. My perspective, fight me if you don't agree, right? Um, and so with that, I find that trying to keep that measured response to things, especially with a daughter that is incessant with her talking and her actions and just is, has amazing abundance of energy and raising a teenage son that is a very stereotypical teenage boy, maintaining that level of whatever you want to call it, it is really, really hard. Um, and I, hard is such a basic ass Trumpanian ass word. Um, it is, it provides me with the level of anxiety for two reasons. And I don't like people using anxiety a lot lately. I know that's like the buzzword. Everybody's anxious, like genuine, like everybody is so anxious. Right. And there's truth to that. Um, but specifically for me, the anxiety comes from knowing better as an educator, as a, someone with a psychological background that understands how children develop, how their brains work, the developmental tasks that they're going through throughout their lives that advance them through their maturity. Like, so knowing all of that and being burdened with that knowledge and then my emotional response to it as a very um, sensitive person, as someone that's, you know, many times internally, I'm very emotional. I, I have moods, of course, like uh, uh, in my everyday ongoing life, I don't know if I would consider myself measured. You know, if, if someone excites me, I act excited. If I'm happy, I act happy. If I'm sad, for the most part, I, I show that. Um, but I find that with parenting that, you know, to encourage communication and dialogue and to make sure that your children are able to connect with you and share and don't feel like our generation, that we have to hide everything from our parents to do that and to encourage that, like you have to have a certain, uh, uh, you have to have a certain, um, you have to hold your cards a little bit with your kids, right? You have to hold certain things back. Like you have to, you can't just react with your kids. And I'm a very reactionary person, right? Just like how I emote is very, is hard. You know what I mean? Like that's, I feel like that's that, that Caribbean juice I have in my body, that Jamaican grandmother, my Trinidadian grandmother, my Cuban mother, my Trinidadian aunt and uncles them. And like, I, I I wear my heart on my sleeve. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm emotional in that way. And so a lot of times when my kids do stuff, I my internal, the anxiety causing piece is my internal response wants to be this, but my external response knows that I need to do this, you know? And sometimes they're very different they're divergent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and so I find it that walking that line of knowing better, doing better, being exposed to different variables in the parenting daily struggle, 
responding to those variables in a way that is like you know appropriate is really challenging for me now i know that my psych background my educate education background like that's like a petri just for overthinking parenthood and overthinking the parenting uh you know experience there's certain things that are just you know instinctual uh there's certain things that you know you just have to be able to do on the spot and you do have to react and you do have to do these things but you know the example i always give is that you know my son is a special kind of guy and if you have a middle school boy you know pre-teens teens heading into 14 15 you know a lot of times like they don't respond to verbal like they just don't respond to son let's sit down and talk about it. you gotta get physical with them you gotta flip on them a little bit you gotta show them the crazy side and so you know that measured approach doesn't necessarily work for him all the time and part of the parenting journey is deciding like okay when am i gonna flip on this mom like like when am i gonna bury his face into the grass and make him smell the dirt a little bit. Like, when am I just going to walk in his room, wake him up at night and beat him with a wet, you know, a wet bar of soap? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, for those of you that know, know. Like, this example I'm about to give. Like, you know your dean when you're online for college. For those of y'all that pledged, you know what I'm saying? I don't know anything about that. But for those of y'all that did, like, you know, like, your dean had that ability to love you and, and make you feel safe and also flip on you. You'd be like, yo, who are you, right? Like, that's what I feel like is essential to being a dad to a teenager. Like, you have to have that that borderline crazy, that borderline, like, look, I can speak the language. You know, part of it now, as he's getting older, is I got to spice up my language a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I can't approach you like, um, son, I need you to uh, put away the dishes like I asked you to. Okay, cool. Come back 10 minutes later. The dishes are still there. Hey, kid, I asked you to put away these dishes um i'm gonna go upstairs use the bathroom come back and these dishes will be done okay cool i'm gonna be back though all right come back he's on his phone um dishes are still there as a matter of fact there's more dishes all right Lenny, uh i told you to clean up these damn you know what i'm saying like i feel like you gotta spice it up you know um a couple times recently most recently you know, I had to flip on my son. I had to throw in a couple bombs. I had to throw in a couple F-bombs, D-bombs, S-bombs. You know, I threw them all in there in the nice gumbo of foul language to let him know that shit is real now. You know, you want you want it real? Okay, shit is real now. And I had to get up in his face and talk to him like a rapper. Like, okay, now you got dad. You, you, you want Brooklyn dad? Okay, you got him now. All right, listen. I told you to put these motherfucking dishes away, and they're still not. You must think shit is sweet around here. Let me taste the air. Is it sweet? Oh, yeah, you think shit is sweet. Oh, <laughs> okay, here's what we're going to do, all right? I'm going to sit on your neck until you take these dishes up, and I'm going to see what I'm saying? So I know that's not right, you know? I know that, like, on paper, like, you're not supposed to do that, but... That's a part of this parenting journey that I feel as if men have to be a little bit more measured. Now, let me explain why why I'm making a difference between uh, men and women in this parenting example. So, it's no secret that, you know, 
women stereotypically have a tendency to to be more in tune with their emotions and thus share their emotions more freely some people may call that moody uh, some people may call that emotional roller coastery, right? <laughs> um, and I feel like as a society, the way that we are, uh, the way that we are normalized, socialized in the society, we expect women to be more emotional and more moody and more like we grant, um, we grant almost like a safe space for women to be that, right? And that applies to moms. It applies to moms all the time, right? And I rem- I remember being a young child and and that really being like the 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 way that I am now, especially when it comes to women and being able to you know kind of prepare for a mood swing or prepare for like all right, let me read the room okay, it's not good in here. I'm going to go back in the other room until you finish. Like that skill set that I've developed was like being the son of, you know, for a single mom for a little while and being so close to my mom and seeing her go through moods and allowing her to have that space and knowing when, okay, now's not the right time to ask for, you know, some extra ketchup. I'll just go, uh, I'll just go find it myself. You got it. Um, And so I feel like, for men that are fathers, I don't know if we have that luxury. I don't know if we have the ability to, over a long period of time, to be like, oh, you know, dad's just in a bad mood. I don't know. I mean, there are definitely times where I'm sure I've been in a bad mood, and I'm sure my kids and my wife like experience that, but I feel like it's not too often. Like, I feel like I feel like when I'm in a bad mood, that I have to eat that, suck it up, and still be dad. And still be, you know, whether I'm mad at you, whether you've done something completely silly, whether, you know, I've had a long day and I'm cranky. If I sat in an hour of traffic or if my flight was delayed by three hours, I still have to come home and be dad and be even and be that measured and be that consistent emotional response. And I feel like as men, only men can teach their sons how to do that. Right? Like, I I really genuinely believe that um, if you're raising a boy, then as a father or as a man, your role is to show your son how to measure himself. And not that girls and women don't have to do that, but it's more societally. That's the right word. What's the word? Societally? That sounds... Whatever. It's more socially acceptable for girls and for women to have emotional spirals and emotional, like, space to be emotionally free, right? We create those spaces for women and girls, whereas for boys and men... Um, the ramifications of our moods and of our actions and of our anger and fear and all of those things can be detrimental to our health, especially black boys, right? So all of these things coming into play, it's like, how... Am I managing? This is a question for myself. This is why these 
podcasts are so helpful for me because it allows me the space to talk to me. Um, and hopefully for you to talk to you and, and dads, if you're listening and wives, if you're listening, girlfriends, whatever, you know, ask your dudes these questions like, how are you providing yourself with the space to show frustration? You know, this is why back in the day, uh, dads were either leaving, beating the shit out of their wife and kids, or disconnected, or disengaged. Because if you are a man, and I'm sorry, I mean, this this might sound really archaic. I know it probably doesn't sound like the most PC. But if you're a man and you're dealing with children and you're dealing with people at work all day and you're dealing with a, a wife, a girlfriend or whatever, or a significant other, if you're dealing with another man and you're trying to manage emotions and all this stuff, like that is a lot to handle, Right? And if you are that consistency, if you're that rock, then a lot of the times, you know, those people that depend on you in your life, they come to you to dump. They come on. They come to you to have their attitudes because it's safe with you. They come to you to cry and tell you about their days. They come to you to tell you like, yo, I can't believe this kid did this to me at school. Dad, can you believe this? And you have to be the one that's like, OK, it's going to be all right. Or all right, let's, you know, cry it out. And, you know, but I have to ask myself, how am I creating the spaces for me to experience full ranges of emotion right to experience you know whether it's loss whether it's anger whether it's frustration whether it's you know that anxiety whatever it may be i feel that fathers and men in relationships have to do better uh not better because that would mean that there's some sort of deficiency and i don't know if there is or not but we have to ensure and make sure that we are giving ourselves spaces to be human you know we're giving ourselves spaces to have mood swings and to be you know whatever to be like yo i need i need five minutes when i come home like just chill relax you know um i know when you know when my wife and i were you know traveling and commuting every day that you know when my wife came home and the kids were like ah, I'd be like, all right, let's chill, you know, let let mom come in, take off her coat, you know, you go upstairs, and let's let her come in and do that. Like, we need to make sure that we're providing ourselves with that same, that same space to, to be angry. Sounds crazy, but like, we have to have that space where, you know, I, I, the way that we emote is different than women. And I feel like so often now, what I see, this is my perception and my perception only, that so many, the expectation of men and the way that we respond to whatever now is we're expected to respond like women. We're expected to respond like in these, you know, you know, with with levels of emotion that we are not socialized to have, to understand how to deal with. Like, we just don't, we're still learning that generationally, this generation of men. And so I feel like our anger looks different than women's anger. Our frustration looks different than women's frustration. Our happiness 
uh, our sex drive, our physical fitness journey, um, our uh, depression and disappointment looks different. And it's okay for us as men to have, you know, those spaces where we just, you know, just go crazy for a second within, you know, again, still being measured, still being, um, still being human. Right. And so, uh, I, I say all that to say, to say this, that yes, when you know better, you do better. Yes, men, I think it's still required of us to be that measure, to be that consistency for our family. And at the same time, understanding that that is not something that can be upheld a hundred percent of the time. And for me, speaking for me and myself only, that balancing that, like, how should I respond and how am I really feeling is really challenging at times, really challenging. And I know that it's okay. The world may tell me it's not, you know, television may tell me, oh, you got to calm down you whatever. Um, but in reality, it's okay. And in reality, uh, we need to allow ourselves the space to be human as dads to be human as men, husbands, fathers, providers, whatever, boyfriends, girl, whatever it is, uh, we need to allow ourselves that space. So that's all I just want to get off my chest. That's, that's, you know, that's really it. You know what I mean? Um, but yo, thank you for tuning in to the idea of manhood podcast. Um, if, if this is something that you're struggling with or challenged by hit me up, leave me a comment, you know, let's, let's engage in about in the holiday season time so i'm just gonna say between thanksgiving and new year's i'm going to i'm going to um institute a open forum on this podcast where i'm going to talk to men uh talk to dads talk to husbands out there and just open up this forum i'm going to start with friends of course um, folks that I know that will, you know, give me some good conversation and just open it up, man. I don't like a lot of, I don't like a lot of structure with these conversations. Just open it up and, and be real with you all and, and just provide an awesome space for some men to, to talk and to share uh, certain things. So, uh, with that said, just be tuned, tune into that. Thank you for listening. This is the idea of manhood podcast, five mics, peace.